0: What happens when you put a
1: career-focused woman with two kids trying to balance home and work life in a room with a microphone? Lots of laughter, tears, and great advice. I'm Jill Devine, and welcome to Two Kids and a Career. I have another dad joining me for this podcast. Tony Colombo, hello. Hello. I know you're going to just roll your eyes when I say Tony Colombo's co-workers. Ha <laughs> ha been on before him. And know, it's not because I, I didn't want you on.
2: Believe me, I know this.
1: There was just a lot of organization and schedule conflicts, and we just... Is
2: that what you're going with?
1: Yes. That's what I'm going with. Anyway... Look, I've
2: been waiting for this for a long time. <laughs> well, here you are. I'm, I'm so happy to be here. I really am. I love this stuff. I think it's so cool uh, when the announcement was made that you were going to be doing this podcast. I was excited for you. I love hosting podcasts I love being guests on podcasts I think this is a super cool way for the listeners to you and the radio stations to get to know you and get to get a peek behind the scenes and get you know more information that you can't we can't get to on the radio right what I mean and so that's why these are just so much fun I think you're the perfect person for doing these.
1: Oh, you're amazing. Yeah. We'll See, s- if you would have had me here earlier, <laughs> like imagine I
2: what known. I said then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so in season one, we did have your co-workers, we had Rachel Zimmerman, we had Dave Glover, we had Katie Fitzpatrick and Annie Fry. You're on all of those shows and have your own on the weekend. And we are talking about 97.1, which is a news talk radio station. And I always love being able to be a part of that. And going back to this podcast, I don't get to say a lot on my radio show, which is on Y98, because it's music intensive and people want to hear the music. They want to hear a little bit from me and get to know me. But Really, when it comes down to things, they're listening to the radio station for the music. Sure. So I do appreciate you saying that because I feel like this is another outlet for them to hear a little bit more about me. Absolutely. So with you, you have three children, two girls and a boy. They're all five years apart, right?
2: Seven years apart.
1: Each of them are seven years apart?
2: Yeah, I don't recommend it.
1: <laughs> well, that's one of the first questions I wanted to ask so, yeah, you. When
2: James was born, he's the most recent He's two now, but okay. when he was, when he was born, Maggie was seven and Grace was fourteen. They're how, all seven years apart, so sixteen, nine, and two
1: how old were you when you had grace twenty five and then I can't I do the math how old were you when you had james
2: uh thirty nine
1: do you feel a big difference in yourself as a father from grace to James and I'm not trying to leave out Maggie I just
2: no no I just no no I get it um Yes, for multiple reasons. One, James is the first boy, mm-hmm. and there's just differences, you know?
1: Obvious differences. There's just differences,
2: so it's different when you're, you know, when you're going through the process of of uh, potty training and raising a boy as opposed to a girl. And also, when I was 25... I was not working for a news talk radio station. I was working for a music station that had, and I had a late night shift, and I had a lot of um, uh, bar gigs, like we call them, you know, live broadcasts from nightclubs and things like that. So I had a very different lifestyle. So I don't know that my approach was any different. I don't think it was, but... My job and my lifestyle was a lot different. So, those that's where the differences came from Grace down all the way to James.
1: Well, because I, and I've said this in several episodes, I'm considered advanced age. Oh, yeah. For my kiddos, because I had Lou when I was 39 and Charlie at age 42.
2: So, I won't say my wife's age on the podcast because i didn't get permission to do that okay but she's very close to me in age and i just said that i had james at 39 so yeah we we went through that whole thing too
1: but i have heard and i think callie berry said it recently that she feels like she was a better parent because she was in her 40s or something like you you're more patient you're more willing to accept all the stuff that's happening at that age than when you were younger. And so he, that's why I always want to know, like, if you had kids in your 20s versus your late 30s or 40s, if that's how you really feel.
2: Yeah. Not me. Not me. I don't think that your age really has anything to do with it. I, I think that I think that every person is different and they approach every situation um case by case whether they realize it or not or at least for me for sure so when like i mentioned when grace was born and i was 25 and had a much wilder lifestyle you would think that she would have been the one that kind of grew up in a kind of a looser environment and you know and maybe didn't have as much rules grace never slept in our bed always went to bed on time we were strict with her, and Maggie was less strict. And James just runs the place. Like it's unbelievable uh, what he gets away with. So I didn't get wiser or stricter. I think I got lazier <laughs> <laughs> because we're tired. So, so. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think that I'm a. I am i do not think that I'm. I don't think that I'm a worse parent at 39 than I was at 25, or vice versa. But I, it, I'm i just different. Uh, it, it's just different because it's a different situation. Grace was an only child at, for seven years, so she had all the focus. Um, yeah. You know, and by the time James comes around, we have a teenager and, um, you know, a, a grade schooler and now a baby. And it's just it's just a different situation. So we handle it differently. And so I don't know that it's any better or worse. And I don't think that I was any more equipped at 39 than I was at 25. I mean, personally, I just, you know, did the best I could at all phases.
1: Most of these episodes are really natural and organic. And we talk a little bit off the mics. Hey, let's go. I want to do this and that, but I don't want to hear the things. And one of the things that I said to you before this, and this, my heart is beating fast because this is something that me personally. And you're going to be like, why are you so worked up about it? So I had heard I was talking to one of your co-workers, okay. Ryan Wiggins, uh-huh. about oh, something <laughs> about something that we were going through as parents. And he goes, I can't even remember the exact words, okay. but he had said, oh, my gosh, seriously. Oh, you should talk to Tony Colombo because they do that. And then the next day I saw him in the parking lot and I said, Ryan, I just want to thank you because this is a very hard subject. And maybe it's more hard subject for mom. Okay, just stop beating around the bush. Yeah, go for it. Co sleeping. Oh yeah. So oh oh my gosh. I might my heart's racing because there's so many judgy people. So Lou Oh, I don't give a crap about judgy people. Oh, well, I, was gonna, I thought you are going to say about co-sleeping. I don't give a crap about co-sleeping either. I'll tell you all about it. You wrote, or I wrote down when you said, Grace never slept in our bed. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, Ryan was right. So Lou, our oldest, has been an awful sleeper from day one. Oh my God, I'm admitting it. Yeah. She's slept in bed with us since day one. I'm sweating. You never I- talked about that before?
2: No. Oh, well, James always sleeps with us, so... You're in good company right now.
1: Like, I have tears in my eyes. I'm so sorry. Oh, my goodness.
2: Don't don't. There's no reason. Why? Why
1: do you know how many people will say, oh, my God, that's not good for you oh. and Brian. That's not good for her. Screw I know. Em. Oh, my gosh. This hey, is you a gotta, big, big thing. It for is. Me to talk about. It out is. Loud. I'm
2: glad you're talking about it because that is a, that's. I said lazy, so I don't know if it's lazy or if it's just different kids. Grace was a great sleeper from day one. She was sleeping through the night within a matter of months. And um, uh, Maggie has a lot of anxiety, so she's good at sleeping in her bed unless there's a thunderstorm or there's some reason that she saw something on television or something that made her scared. So she has slept in the bed a lot more than Grace did, but not on a regular basis. Okay. James is two and a half and has not once slept in his big boy bed. He slept in his crib for a while when he was a baby, but as soon as he was walking and talking and able to communicate (laughs) where he wanted to be, um, he has slept with us. Every every night he literally sleeps on me like I'm his bed. My chest is his mattress and it's every night. And I know there are people that are listening, like you said, um, and I don't they you can judge me all you want. I doesn't doesn't bother me one bit, but it's it. It's what works for us right now. Do I want him in my bed forever? No, but he's two. It's fine. I, I have no problem with it. And you know what? I love it. I, I love, I love snu- it. He too. is the he is like the snuggliest little boy. You've seen him in here. He just he's he's he loves people. He loves being around people. He goes to he he goes right to sleep. He's not laying in there, you know keeping us up or talking, you know, or, or doing or, or watching TV or something like that, you know, or being on a, a tablet. And people are saying he's two. Of course, he's not on a tablet. Guess what? Two year olds are on tablets. Yes, they are. Um,
1: Stop so, judging. Right.
2: So he's not he's he's not doing any of that. He goes right to bed. He goes to bed on time. My wife goes to bed very early Um, because she gets up very early in the morning. So she goes to bed very early and he usually goes down with her Um, at first and then I come in a little bit later And so he's getting a full night's sleep. He's going to bed on time. Um, And every morning he wakes me up with a with right by my face with his face with a good morning, daddy. (sighs) And you know what? I you're going to have a problem with that. Then let's look. Anybody who's judging that. Let's let's examine your house and how you parent. And let's see if you're perfect, because I'm going to bet that you're not. I can't believe you worry that much about that because Because
1: you there's a part of you that feels like you failed.
2: Yeah, I I got over that pretty quick. James has a dinosaur, literally a dinosaur bed that he never slept in.
1: once. That makes me feel better because I know he loves dinosaurs. (laughs) It's kind of my bonding time with her. Now, I'm struggling because, you know, we have a second who it's like, oh, my gosh, I feel bad for her because there's been different times in the night. I, I mean I will say pretty much every night or every morning the youngest is also gets in the bed with me and well, us and I said to Brian one morning I said you know I just don't want to go down the same path and he said Jill we got to do what works for us and getting sleep and does it bother him? No not at all.
2: Yeah it 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 doesn't James being in bed doesn't bother my wife when Maggie <laughs> who's now almost 9 comes in like this this week that we're recording this we've had a lot of late night thunderstorms so she's been in bed a couple nights this week with us and we have a king size bed oh but, but it doesn't matter but it doesn't matter and the way it, they get it from my wife my kids sleep
1: horizontal diagonal it's <laughs> <Exactly>. ridiculous <laughs> all of them do
2: and uh and so you know when she does you know so she does does not like that. She doesn't want all you know, having two kids in bed and and all that. But um, but she doesn't mind. Um, she doesn't mind him being in bed, and she wants him. You know, she knows that we're going to have to grow out of that. Yeah, you know, at some point. But it's not on our priority list.
1: But don't you think that that he'll? Hill... I'm looking at a picture right now. That's, um... a, that's a standard sleep. I'm, I think you're going to have to send this. To when me. <laughs> I was going to bed,
2: when I was going to bed the other night, oh I, I flipped on the light to take that picture. That's I'm looking like, at this picture, James like midnight.
1: literally has his foot up on in Christine's her
2: face cheek on my wife's face. He's he's laying huh? her head is where it should be on the pillow. Yep. He's laying across the pillows next to her. <laughs> this is with amazing. his foot on her cheek.
1: I can relate. Yeah, yes, I can. That's what
2: I'm talking about. Sleeping in all crazy positions. Well, when
1: people like you who also understand will say she's not gonna or he is not gonna sleep with you when they're in college. So I right, that was hard to admit. I, I love it. I, just, I mean, because I, I think
2: I, I think it's a great time because I'm you know I'm I work later in the evening and they go to bed. Your
1: time in the evening is so short. Yeah.
2: I love, that is my favorite time of the day. So, you know, we have to divvy up everything in our house, right? So, you know, everybody needs to, everybody's got to play their role. Otherwise it'll fall apart. So my wife takes care of, cause she, like I said, goes to bed earlier, gets up earlier, goes to work earlier than I do. So she takes care of getting the 16 year old, the high schooler, Making sure she's awake, making sure she's getting out the door on time, and um, then she, my wife, drives her to school, and then goes on to work. And then once they're gone, it's just me and Maggie, the eight-year-old, almost nine years old, and James, the two-year-old. And so um, I'll get, I'll get up and get Maggie ready. Then I'll wake up James, and we'll drive Maggie to school, and then we come back home. And we typically have, depending on what's going on that day, but if I don't have anything, an appointment in the morning or anything like that, we will have at least 45 minutes, maybe an hour, before whatever babysitter comes over to get him. Um, and during that time, we lay in bed. We have, uh, we have our breakfast is usually cereal and water. Um, he likes water, so whatever. <laughs> It's usually like dry cereal in a in a bag, and he eats that out of the bag, and he drinks his water, and we lay in bed. And right now, it's Paw Patrol. The, yep. The TV show, you know, ro- rotates over the year. You know, it, he grows into ones and, and out of ones. Right now, it's Paw Patrol and or PJ Masks, and uh, that's my like. I lay next to him. I sometimes even kind of doze back off to sleep, and we are just snuggled up watching cartoons having breakfast in bed in my bed and it's my favorite it's my favorite time of the day it's my favorite time of every day to have that time together so anybody that's like well they need to be in their bed otherwise you're a bad parent yeah take a hike i'll do me you do you
1: you are helping me get a little bit more confident in this yeah i won't lie and say that i'm like oh yes okay i can now if
2: they're 11 and sleeping in your bed then we'll have another talk
1: okay (laughs) Please don't let that happen. Please don't let that happen. Um, so, yeah. So, okay. I'm going to get better about that.
2: Man, I thought we, like, we have crazy delivery story. We have.
1: Well, I think she needs to be in for that. We
2: have uh, gestational diabetes story. Oh,
1: I had that with both girls.
2: Migraine, or uh, epidural, epidural headache, epidural migraine on one of the births. Oh, well, we've got to talk about those. those are all she needs way, to come in here. Those are all way worse than co-sleeping, I think. Really? Really? I mean more I mean they more affect you know they affect you more I think.
1: Yeah, you're right. On oh, this co-sleeping is really messing me up.
2: Yeah. Don't let it mess you but up. But I'm getting
1: there. If you like it. I do like it. I love it because If I,
2: you like it then that's all that matters. I if,
1: have limited time like I said at night and so right now I dedicate more time to the one-on-one with Charlie and getting her to sleep and and then when I can get in bed and just chill out with Lou and Brian, like that's yes, that's what I like.
2: Yeah. That's Th- what I if like. If you like it and your husband doesn't doesn't mind it and or likes it as well. Then yeah. that and your kid likes it and your kid is happy and healthy. That's all that matters. Okay. That's
1: literally all. I mean, what else matters? You're right. Nothing. You're right. Well, I have another serious topic to talk all to right, you about. Let's do it. I only have heard this on the Dave Glover show. Okay. Um, I don't know all the details, but hopefully this, I don't really need to cry anymore, but I might as well. <laughs> and when you talk about it, i and maybe this is just because you, it, you've got this smile behind your voice, but I am so scared to death. But I've heard you talk about it and I'm like, is this the shtick? Is this what he says? But I think it's for real, right?
2: I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Aren't you scared of death? Oh, death. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I thought you said I'm scared to death. Oh, like scared to death. And you were to getting, you were getting oh, no. to the point.
1: I'm scared. Oh, yeah. Of death.
2: Oh, no. Yeah. I have an unnatural fear of death. Absolutely.
1: Do you know? I don't know if you know why, if that's no, the question. I don't
2: know why. No. It's one of those things that if I start thinking about it, uh, especially late at night laying in bed. Yep. I can just. My brain just loops and loops and loops. I'm a I'm a Christian i'm not a very good one my rest of my family is way better at it than i am i go to church occasionally i go more than just on like christmas and easter but i don't go nearly as much as i should handful of times a year um now well, maybe a little more than a handful of times but so i have i have my faith i believe in an afterlife in god but that doesn't you know, the idea of there being just nothing is just really messes me up, really screws with my brain. Like, it, does is it, could it really just be, could it just really be nothing after this? Because that sucks. And that messes with me.
1: You know, what messes with my head is that same deal. I am a Christian. I'm growing my faith. I attend church more now than I ever have in the past. A lot of people will say, oh, you are no okay with death because you haven't uh, formed your relationship with God as closely as you would want to get there. Because I hear a lot of people that say, maybe I don't fear death because I know where I'm going. I still feel like I know where I'm going. Maybe I do need to form that relationship more. But what messes what me in the head is not the there couldn't be anything is I go to heaven and I don't know if I can word this right. It just keeps going. There's no end. Meaning mm. it just goes on and on and on and on and that messes with my head. Does that make sense? Like
2: it does. I, it does. I don't But I would take that over uh, nothing. So
1: <laughs> Yeah.
2: You know, that's that's right. that's where my that's where my screwed up thing is. Like, is it really just like the electricity stops, firing the brain synapses, and you're just nothing but a piece of organic material. And there's nothing there's your soul, your personality, who you are, is just gone. I don't think that, but I can't help. And maybe it's because I'm. Maybe it's because I don't have a close enough relationship with God. Maybe it's because I'm a bad Christian or whatever. But I I just can't help the part of my brain that says you know hey maybe there's not maybe there's not an afterlife it's a voice that's in there and that's what that's what screws with me like that's what screw we had a um we had an unbelievable guest on the Dave glover show recently on our paranormal wednesday segment um who had and who was dead clinically dead for a period of time or wait no, he was like a, um, he was like a, um, he the was a, he's bathtub? a minister. He, Bath, yeah, the yes, bathtub guy. He's yes. a minister. And he was, he, he was like over in South Africa doing work against the apartheid, like that kind of, he was, so he wasn't in the military, but he is like a well-traveled yes. um, uh, person. And yeah, and he had an after death or afterlife, whatever you call it, experience. And um, his story made me feel a lot better because i believe that maybe what he experienced wasn't truly the afterlife maybe it was you know his brain firing messages and him essentially having what they call a death dream and and maybe that's all it was but i believe that he w- believes that he had that he was in the afterlife i i don't think he was making up the story and what i kind of what i like is If you do a little bit of research on these after death experiences, a lot of them are extremely similar. So either everybody's brain does the same thing or everybody's seeing the same thing. And that kind of makes me that kind of makes me feel a bit better.
1: But do you. Man, this
2: is way deeper than (laughs) co-sleeping. This is way (laughs) creepier than that.
1: And you know what's going to happen tonight. I just screwed us both up. Yeah.
2: And you know what? Uh, Hey, I'll tie the two together. It's, you don't I don't slip into those whether it be death or whether it be worrying about bills or what I have to do the next day when my two-year-old is sleeping on my shoulder and I'm snuggling up with him, it's a whole lot easier to just enjoy the moment and fall asleep with my little baby, you right snuggling me than to lay there alone, essentially. I mean, my wife is there, but she's asleep. And allow my brain to go in all these different directions because I'm already an insomniac. I'm not really an insomniac. I'm, I'm more reversed. I'm a person who is more awake at night than I am during the day, just sort of naturally. And so I already have sleep issues as it is. And so it's real easy for me to slip down one of those wormholes of just letting my brain go all over the place and then hours and hours can go by and now I've not gotten any sleep. It's a lot easier to sleep when you're snuggled up with your little baby who loves you and you're not, you don't get preoccupied with thinking about death or these other things. So another one in the pro list for (laughs) co-sleeping. So
1: you're so insightful.
2: Stick that up your rear yeah. people who have a problem
1: with it. Well, I'll just tell you that I'm going to be Cuddling my girls. I'm so emotional still. Cuddling my girls a Good little for harder you. tonight. So Good for you. Thank you for being honest and yeah, you bet. providing a different That was easy.
2: That was easy. For
1: you, jerk.
2: <laughs> that was easy. I love it. I, 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 you know, there's a lot of things that I could be judged on that all of us. But the thing is, is, is everybody has those things. You know,
1: nobody's talking about him.
2: Yeah, nobody talks about him. But, you know, it's 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 freeing to talk about it. Yeah. I hope people that are listening send some like is there how does this work? Can people comment on these podcasts?
1: (laughs) Is there like a comment board? Is there like a comment section or follow two kids in a career on Instagram and that spell it out. T.W.O two kids and a career on Instagram. There you go. That would be great. Send Jill some love. (laughs) Tell her it's not a big deal. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and if you're feeling really generous, write me a review. And don't forget to join me next week for a new episode of Two Kids and a Career.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?